hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from 102.3 truthfm.tv in Hollandale, Florida. We thank you for tuning in for today's program. We're very excited about today's program as we're going to be looking at God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel. And of course our lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. You can text in your questions or your comments. Those of you watching us live at tweetcasting.tv and tweet.tv, you can post your questions or your comments there on screen. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. And Lord, we just are amazed the book of Daniel is so incredible, Lord, so pertinent to history and to prove that the Bible is your word and to the future. We pray you open it up and help us understand its mysteries. May all our technology work well, Lord, and bless those listening in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on twave.tv. And also, we would like to encourage those of you that are watching and listening, if you want to pray about being one of our prayer partners, we'd love for you to get a hold of us and let us know that you would like to be part of the prayer partners to pray for the programs, the guests here, and the various uh, things that we have going on here during the week. Such as, of course, we want to encourage those of you watching and listening, one of the things I would like to encourage you to be part of is the uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, My Hope for America. And uh, this November, they're going to be doing their incredible evangelistic outreach where people will be able to uh, set up small groups in their homes and be able to uh, be part of the wonderful outreach for America. And you can find more information, of course, on the Billy Graham's Association website. And they have some incredible DVDs so you can uh, prepare those uh, that would like to um, lead one of the groups to be prepared and train themselves. So it is very exciting. So please continue to pray for that wonderful outreach as well. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. Great to be on again. It's always a pleasure to have Nathan Jones here from Texas. So, Nathan, I always ask you this question, but because our climate changes so quickly, how's the weather in Texas this week? Well, we're uh, in the middle of another drought, brother. I know we, we've been praying oh, for no. rain. We got tons of rain in the spring, and that's carried us through the summer. But uh, if you're praying for rain, uh, you can pray for rain for Texas. Now, for, for you guys in Miami, we're praying that you didn't get rain, right? That's right. Thank you so much, Nathan, because we had the hurricane uh, Erica that then became a storm, and uh, it just brought some rain that we did need. But thank the Lord, nothing major. Well, it's interesting. One of the signs of the end times would be increased in weather and signs in the skies. And it's been interesting to read that the amount of hurricanes that have been battering not only the the west coast, east coast, but also out on the west coast. In fact, they had four hurricanes out in the Pacific this past week of a certain category that's been unseen in history. So wow. we're really shaking the world up here. Yes, Nathan, and of course, we'll keep in prayer the people from our country, the Dominican Republic, as a storm passed through there, though, I mean, uh, about 20 people lost their lives, but, uh, oh. yeah, but you know what, Nathan, it's like we're saying, there's some, you know, it, it's, it, it, my thing, Nathan, is that people will recognize these signs and that they will be ready. My, my heart breaks because I never know, did those people know the Lord, and it just came by surprise, and, and that's why, Nathan, we do need to be ready, right? 
Well, one of the things the Lord uses when he uses weather to shake us up, and of course, sadly, the deaths that come from it, is we're meant to sit and reflect on, on the Lord. We're meant to yes. turn to the Lord when things get desperate. And uh, the Lord's shaking us up. He wants us to repent. He wants us to turn back to him. And, and the weather is certainly shaking us up, either droughts and wildfires in the west or too much rain in the east. The Lord is trying to say, hey, come back to me, repent. And yeah. we're seeing it more and more. Yes, Nathan. So definitely, uh, we're glad, though, that we're getting a little bit of rain here. We'll pray for uh, the weather there in Texas. <laughs> I think it will get better. We'll pray for you all night. Thank you so much. And Nathan, of course, before we continue, again, maybe someone is tuning in for the first time and they're not familiar with your wonderful ministry. Can you talk to us a little bit about Lamb and Lion and how people can get involved? Well, Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. It was founded by Dr. David Reagan, who was the the senior evangelist and main host on our television show, Christ in Prophecy. And uh, folks can come to our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. Uh, check it out. You can watch our TV show, read tons of articles, sign up for a newsletter. We've got a great blog and podcast, social networks, you name it. We want to teach you about God's prophetic word. Ooh, amazing. Thank you so much, Nathan. And for those of you that are watching us live here at TweetWave Without TV and Tweetcast, and you can see that information there on the back screen. Just a lot of wonderful, wonderful resources there and incredible program. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that with us. Uh, we just want people to make sure that they get a hold of these um, this wonderful information. Now, Nathan, you also have a few things coming up. You normally do an annual trip uh, to uh, Israel, right? Our ministry does host trips to Israel. If you want to have the Bible come alive to you, then you'll want to go to Israel. I've yeah. been there three times, and each time I'm just more amazed at, at how the land looks, how the people act. Uh, a lot of people worry it's a dangerous place to go to Israel, but it's not. It's very secure. Very safe. There's soldiers everywhere. Yes. I've never felt like my life was in danger. I mean, uh, uh, the, the, the salespeople in Bethlehem are a little pushy. <laughs> you know, the, they're all Hamas. But uh, you don't have to worry too, too much there. And it's just amazing to see how the Lord has made Israel a modern-day science, what we call the super sign of Bible prophecy. The return of Israel fulfills so many prophecies, especially like Ezekiel 37. And we're looking forward to what the Lord's going to do through Israel to fulfill his redemptive plan for humanity. Amen. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that. And I, I hope uh, and encourage those people that are watching and listening and take part of these wonderful, wonderful opportunities. And of course, Nathan, you and I have been having an incredible time uh, looking at some incredible things in the Word of God. But we, we, we ventured out in this incredibly long series looking at God's mighty angels in the book of Revelation. And that was so much fun. We closed that series last week. But then as we were talking about it, there's another book in the Bible that is just as important as the book of Revelation. And they call it the mini book of Revelation. I think I heard that mentioned from your lips. And that is the book of Daniel, right? True. Daniel is like the Old Testament version of Revelation. You, you really have to read and understand Daniel to get a better understanding of what Revelation is all about. Absolutely, and that's why we're also noticing, Nathan, that it's so important for individuals that are watching and listening to make sure that they also dive into the book of Daniel so they can also get a better understanding in the prophecies in the book of Revelation. So that's what we're going to do here this morning as we're going to venture out looking at the book of Daniel, uh, looking at chapter 1 with a background introduction to this book, and then also encouraging those that are watching and listening to follow along with us as we're going to look at God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel and just the wonderful prophecies that are covered and revealed there for those that are reading through the Word of God. So Nathan, I'm very excited regarding uh, 
this wonderful series. Would you be able, Nathan, to open us up there in Daniel chapter 1 in the beginning verses as we begin to uncover these wonderful prophecies? Certainly, certainly. I think the word you were looking for uh, when you talked about uh, Daniel being a great work of prophecy is, in fact, the first great book of apocalyptic literature. The Greek word for apocalyptic is apocalypsis. In other words, it means an unveiling, a disclosing, or a revelation. So even though Daniel wasn't a directly called a prophet in the book of Daniel, even though Jesus called him a prophet in Matthew 24, 15, we know that Daniel holds some of the most key important revelations of God yes. about the future. And it's amazing, too, that Daniel not only had prophecies that are, of course, future to us, but that were future to him that are past for us. And we can look back and say, oh, wow. That happened in such great detail. Yeah. But Daniel's an amazing book. I, I'm just so happy you picked that as our, our new topic there. So, all right, let's get <laughs> in. Uh, chapter 1, how far would you like me to read? Well, Nathan, I think let's take it down to verse 8. Verse 8, all right, let's do it. Uh, I'm reading the New King James Version. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashkenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of the Judah were Daniel, and Ananiah, and Mishael, and Azariah. And to them the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah Shadrach, to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. And therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Ooh, awesome passage. So Nathan, it, it gives us a little bit of background there. It says, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, uh, king Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came uh, to Jerusalem and, and besieged it. So a little bit of background there. This is pretty much when they were headed into captivity, right? Yes, uh, at this time, Assyria as a nation, uh, as a mighty power, fell in 612 to the Babylonians and the Medes. And the Babylonians spent a lot of the time cleaning up and getting rid of the Assyrian Empire, which was a crushing empire, destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel, and it plundered most of Judah. And so here we've got a shift in world power at that time, and that's Babylon. Mm. And so Babylon rises to the scene, and uh, Habakkuk actually prophesied that they would rise to power, and then here they are little nation that became very powerful very quickly. And in the time, Nebuchadnezzar, who was a prince at the time, was out at war, particularly against uh, not only Assyria, but Egypt. And as he came back from defeating Egypt in 605 B.C., he went and attacked Jerusalem, and he carried off all the noblemen and the sons mm -hmm. of the uh, rulers of the time, and he left Jehoiakim as king of Judah. Now, there were three deportations by Nebuchadnezzar in 605, and then later, uh, until we get to the third one, where Jerusalem was finally destroyed in 586 B.C. So Daniel and his friends here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which <laughs> people are familiar with those three guys, they were taken into captivity. 
as Daniel says, they were obviously noblemen. Uh, yeah. Daniel 1, 3, and 6 says Jason was a nobleman. They had to be good-looking guys, uh, so they were physically attractive. Right. They had to be mentally sharp. And, and that was typical of Nebuchadnezzar and his father, Nabal Plaster. They believed that what you did is you plundered a country, not of its, just its material wealth, but also its human resources. Mm. And you took the rulers, the smartest guys, the, the handsome guys, the leaders, brought them back to Babylon, it was going to give a total cultural makeover to them where they would become Babylonians. You know, Nathan, that's a very good point that you made. So here are these young men. They were trying to change their culture, their identity, uh, and everything else. Uh, but yet we notice that even at a young age, they have purpose that they were not going to conform to the culture, right? That's a message for today's youth. Exactly. And most uh, theologians believe that Daniel was 16 when he was captured. So here we've got a 16-year-old. We've got a teenager. Yeah. He's, you know, he's your son to my son's age, now. <laughs> and these two, these guys are taking up to Babylon. Now, bear in mind, for them, Babylon is the enemy. They have destroyed their people, they have kidnapped them, and they're forcing them to become Babylonians. Which is interesting, because as we read through Daniel, we'll see that Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar grow up, have a great friendship between the two of them. So at the time, Nebuchadnezzar was the enemy of Israel. And here he is, he's kidnapped these guys, and he's changed their names, He's trying to change who they are as people, but now he's trying to make them uh, eat food that defile them against Mosaic law. He's trying to change their religion. And this is where Daniel says, enough's enough, I can only change so much, I will not betray my God. And he says, I will not defile myself with the food that the Mosaic law has told me I cannot eat. The excellent point. You know, David Hawkins did a great job. He wrote a book, uh, Dare to Be a Daniel, Dare to Stand Alone. And, uh, you know, Nate, that's exactly what it is. We find out that that's what they're trying to do to us in this culture, right? They try to change the way we think, the way we dress, who we are, and adapt to the culture. You're not kidding. I mean, we're living in a major cultural revolution right now as same-sex relationships are, which was taboo, taboo just 10 years ago, is now the accepted norm. And, brother, you can't turn on TV or, or listen to music or, or go anywhere without being assaulted with this idea that it's okay to have sex with whatever gender you want. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. And that's a major, major societal change that they're trying to force us to accept, not just accept, endorse. And the same thing has happened to Daniel. He has been taken from his culture. He's been put into another culture, and they want him to conform to that culture. Mm. He's willing to go so far. Matter of fact, his name, Belteshazzar, is a uh, tip of a hat to... A, a, a pagan god. So right. he's being named after a pagan god. And alright, we'll deal with that. But when it came time to, will with his faith in God, will it stand, will he continue to obey the law of God, or the law of man, we see Daniel, like you said in that Dr. Hawking book, Daniel stands for what is right. He does not defile uh, himself with what God said, don't defile yourself with. Mm. And you know, Nathan, the, the people that God uses, we notice that these are people that have to stand uh, uh, you know, for uh, to make a difference, and they have to stand out from the rest. And this is, a, I find, also a great word of encouragement, like you mentioned, to our children, my son, uh, and, and, and our young kids, that, man, there is hope for them that God can use young men and women who are set apart for the Lord and who themselves understand their calling. Wonderfully said, because, again, these guys are 16, 17, 18. These are young guys, and you assume that they're just going to bow to the pressure, especially... They must be terrified of Nebuchadnezzar. Yes. He is the most powerful king. He wiped out two major empires, 
both the Assyrians and the Egyptians, and then he marched them away from their homes, and he had a nasty, nasty temper. You ticked him off, you were dead. And he would find creative ways to kill you. And at some point, they're like, they must know that if they defy Nebuchadnezzar, they are dead men. That's right. Matter of fact, we'll, we'll read a little later with the eunuch, how he ends, just who he's terrified as well. But you, you've got to take a stand. There's got to be a point in your relationship with God mm-hmm. where you take a stand for Jesus Christ, no matter what the consequences. And brother, we live in a society now that's increasingly getting more and more evil. Yes. Where Christians now will have to make a stand for what they believe in. Nathan, and that's right. We see already ISIS is marching through and these other uh, uh, entities, and their goal is to wipe out Christians as well as Israel of the, the face of the earth. And we see that the persecution is at the door. And uh, like the Columbine shooting uh, many years ago with a young girl, you know, she did not renounce the Lord. She stood uh, for what was right. And I think uh, that's a great message for today for all of us. It is, it is. I- uh, Columbine is a wonderful example of that. I, I think in the news right now there is a county clerk in Kentucky who's refusing to give out a marriage license to homosexual couples. Right. And he, she says the reason is she cannot deny her faith in God. Now, it, it can be debated both sides, you know, how far does she go? Should she just quit her job or, or should she right. follow the law? Or the, she believes that she's following the law of God. Now, we'll see how that turns out. And by the time that we re-podcast or air this, we will probably definitely know how that turns out. But here's a person taking a stand under tremendous pressure, the pressure of the president himself and the Supreme Court, mm. and she's taking a stand for God. And that's exactly what Daniel and his friends are doing. Ooh, excellent point, Nathan. And that's why when we look at this, we notice that God had a great plan for Daniel, even from an early age. And Daniel came to understand that and this is how we see God using him in such a mighty way in the book of Daniel and also I think uh, uh, Nate that you know when we talk about Bible prophecy we hope that people that are watching and listening don't think that this is just to excite them and to entertain them but it's really to educate to encourage and to motivate Christians out there to really live up to their potentials in the Lord exactly exactly why I didn't think we were going this direction with this topic but (laughs) It, 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 the, you got to go over the textation. The textation to a challenge where Daniel is now challenging. He is a 16-year-old guy challenging the mighty Nebuchadnezzar right. about his law to, to turn them into Babylonians. And I think it's a fantastic example to all of us who are believers in Christ yeah. that at some point you need to take a stand. You cannot become like the world. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar is doing. He's trying to force them to become like the world. And they're at the point where they say, Sorry, I cannot budge on this point. Well, Nathan, and the reason why is because as we as we look through the Word of God prophetically, we want people to understand also that our lives have to be uh, holy in order for us to be those vessels that God wants to use. And sometimes, you know, people look at the Apostle John and they look at Daniel and they say, wow, you know, how do these guys do it? But when we read here, there are certain things in their lifestyles, some disciplines that they have, right, Nate, that really set them apart. You know, that's an excellent point. You know, because as Christians, so we have uh, certain spiritual disciplines. Too matter of fact, when I was in seminary, at Southern Seminary, we had a professor, Don Whitley, and he taught a course entirely dedicated to spiritual disciplines based on the book he wrote. And when we talk about spiritual disciplines, how to pray, how to meditate on God's Word, how to have accountability, uh, and here we see Daniel doing that at such a young age. Yeah. He's accountable to God. He's got friends to help him keep accountable. Uh, he is making sure he doesn't break the Mosaic Law, so he, he knows the Word of God very yes. well. 
Uh, obviously, uh, as we'll read through Daniel, we'll see how dedicated he was to his prayer life. So Daniel mm-hmm. is a fascinating, but matter of fact, he is one of the three people in the Bible that is called the, one of the great men of faith in the Bible, and along with Job and Moses. And so here we've got Daniel set up as an example for us to live by, especially, he's like a, a teen hero, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan, and that's why uh, we wanted to also to highlight a little bit about Daniel's uh, personal life, so people would understand, again, as we develop this series through the whole book, how it came about for God to use him, how the Holy Spirit uh, empowered him, and how he was able to reveal these visions and these dreams, and you know, our lifestyles, our prayer life, all that really matters. Excellent point, because really, if you're not deep in your prayer life with Jesus Christ, the miracles that you want to happen in your life, the deeper relationship with God, uh, the good relationships with other people, the ability to witness and evangelize, a strong prayer life, a strong walk with Jesus Christ, none of that can happen unless you have put your faith in, in Jesus Christ and work towards building that relationship. And that's what Daniel did. And the Lord rewards him with tremendous insights, uh, revelations about the future. Now, we don't all get that gift of prophecy as Daniel did, but we get other spiritual gifts. But we don't get those unless you're actually working on that relationship with Jesus Christ, being dedicated to God. And that's so vitally important for us. Excellent point, Aiden. And one of the things here that, that we notice is fasting. Fasting is something that... It's very important as a discipline, and I encourage our church uh, on Mondays through Thursdays to fast on their own and take some time before the Lord, because we believe that God can do some beautiful things when we set some time apart to pray and to fast. Right, Nate? Well, that's interesting you bring up fasting. That's probably the least used spiritual discipline. (laughs) If you're a Baptist, uh, Southern Baptist like I I was for years, uh, you know, you you love to eat. Yeah. Wait. Uh, but I've been in many denominations, and they all love to eat, too. We just do. That's but that course I was telling you about, we had to fast for a number of days as one of our spiritual disciplines. And brother, I don't know why, but that was the hardest thing to do. I, I, I kept yearning, strangely enough, for cinnamon raisin bread with apple. <laughs> I just had that taste in my mouth. I wanted it. And fasting is very difficult. So kudos to you, Calvary Chapel Aventura, for having days of fast at your church. Well, Nathan, that's been our practice now for over 15 years, and, and we just believe that it should be part of our lives. And uh, as the Lord leads, of course, uh, like it says in the book of Matthew, there are six. Of course, we're not doing it unto men, but we're doing it unto the Lord. But we believe here, like Daniel, God does wonderful things when we take some time to fast and pray. And Nate, would you be able to read for us there verses 9 through 15 as we sort of like wrap this one up in case someone is watching and listening and they don't have a Bible? Yeah, let's uh, get through the story here. Now, verse 9, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. Mm. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days. Let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portions of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portions of the king's delicacies. 
Thus, the steward took away the portion of delicacies and the wine that were to drink and gave them vegetables. Isn't that awesome, Nathan? So here we find uh, something amazing happened. Uh, they looked at him and they just stood out, even in their appearance and the way they looked. Well, that's one thing about the, the Mosaic diet that's helped the Jewish people throughout history. It's a very healthy diet. It was meant to help the Jews who were uh, exiting out of Egypt and who had only known 400 years of slavery to now live in the middle of a desert in areas unfamiliar to them with new foods and how should they eat, how should they live, what would keep them healthy. And so God created this dietary system for them to help them survive, and the Jews kept it, they keep it to today, which precludes eating, say, insects like flies, uh, certain animals like pigs, it's very fatty meat, don't, don't drink blood, which is full of parasites. The Jewish people are very healthy because of this diet, even though we mock it today as a, a kosher diet, but it works, yeah. and it worked for Daniel and his friends. So much so that the steward then assigned all the young men to eat that diet, which actually is the beginning of Daniel's woes because all his other captives that were with them didn't like Daniel very much, <laughs> and probably because they turned them all into vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> no cheeseburgers. <laughs> no cheeseburgers. You know, Daniel did not make himself popular with the, the other men of his time. Kind of like that movie Ender's game. Ender wasn't very popular with his fellow cadets because he always beat them. We hear Daniel, he was the smartest, he was the best, and now he's got them all vegetarians and they're not liking him very much. <laughs> but, a but isn't that true, brother? I mean, when we do what God wants us to do, we create enemies, right? That's right. We're not very popular. And, and you're absolutely right, Nathan. And, and that's why we, we recognize that people watching and listening, and maybe you are watching and you're listening right now, and maybe you just started a relationship with the Lord, and it seems like everything is turned upside down. Well... That's really how it should be because you're standing uh, in the gap and you're making a difference and you're shining your light. And Nathan, so we are going to be persecuted a little bit. Yeah, it's not a lot for what we believe in. and But we have to make that stand for yes. Jesus Christ. We are facing an eternity. And so this life is short. We want to make a difference for Jesus Christ. And that's what Daniel does. He stands up for something which we would think is ridiculous. Oh, okay, who cares if he eats the cheeseburger, right? <laughs> but he does... And he stands up for it, and he makes a difference among all the others, and he sets a name for himself and the other guy, three guys, uh, as people to look out for. These are the up-and-coming leaders of the Babylonian Empire, and they use that power and influence to help the Jewish people throughout. And so it's amazing how we can take a stand in something little, and God will bless it for something big. Excellent point. And I think, again, that's a wonderful message for the young people watching or listening, uh, how God has a wonderful plan. Uh, for their lives, and it's, it starts with us being able to to stand. So, Nate, will you be able to close that chapter for us there by reading that, that story as maybe someone watching and listening might not have a Bible, so they will be encouraged to see what God is doing through Daniel. Yeah, as a result, starting in verse 17, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding all visions and dreams. Now, at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all none was found, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. Amazing. So here we find, Nathan, the, the beginning of this incredible gift that God had given to him. God set him apart. And uh, this was going to be God's plan for, for uh, Daniel, 
uh, there with Nebuchadnezzar and also uh, just to uh, change, if you will, this culture and uh, become somebody great that God is going to use in a, in a very powerful way. And I think it's a very encouraging message. It is. It is. It tells us, stand up for Jesus Christ. Amen. You'll be amazed at the results. The Lord will work through you like you couldn't even imagine. Praise the Lord. And of course, Nathan, I know we come. We only have about 30 seconds left of this program. But I believe also, Nathan, that maybe someone is watching and listening and they don't have a relationship with the Lord. Would you agree the most important thing for them is to turn their life over to Christ and God will make them into that, Daniel? Wonderfully said. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Confess that you're a sinner. Repent of your sins. And ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Praise the Lord. And well, Nathan, you know, I really appreciate uh, you joining me as we open up this wonderful series. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Nathan. I hope you have a wonderful week. You too, brother. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. And we thank you all for tuning in to The Truth Will Set You Free. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. May the Lord bless you. Have a great week. If you need a prayer, our lines will be open. 305-992-9537 or 321-N-TIMES. We'd love to pray for you and share with you how you can also continue this wonderful relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, the rest of you have a great day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His day shine upon you. Have a great day.